0: Sadly, this is what home sounds like for many of America's heroes. During this crisis, many veterans are living on the street, sleeping on nothing
1: more than cardboard. You can help. Donate at CardboardToHeadboard.org. Happy Thanksgiving week, Fangirl Nation. We at FGSN are thankful for all of you. On today's Fangirl Playbook, from Tom Brady to the AFC playoff picture to my newfound love of the Colts, Steph and I break down all things NFL. Listen in as Steph reminds us that 22 men on the field means 22 variables. Then we're off to Dylan, where for both better and worse, everyone feels some influence on Friday Night Lights' Let's Get It On. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Have a safe and wonderful holiday, everyone. All right, Steph, after quite a exciting Monday night football game that we will talk more about, Week Eleven is over. We move into Week Twelve. There will be three Thanksgiving Day games, as always, in theory, right? We will talk about the Ravens (laughs) are having a a bit of an issue over there, so TBD on what happens there. But I don't know how we're in Week Twelve of the season, and I know that we talk about this every
0: week, but. Football season just goes by so fast. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's so fast and it's – well, it's fun and it's great, but then I miss it forever. So time slows down until you're in football season apparently. It does. And it's so funny
1: because it's like there's not much of an off season, so it always feels like there's something going on, but Mm -hmm. you miss the games. And it's so – it's like football's kind of be around, but the actual season feels very short. And I, that also could be partly because it's so much shorter than all the other sports for obvious right, reasons, right. but still. So let's talk a little bit about the Monday night football game and what that means. Los Angeles Rams are now first in the NFC mm. West. Uh, they played the Buccaneers last night who are now seven and four. And, you know, the Bucs have been very up and down. And I should say really Tom Brady has been very up and down this season and, you they had this earlier, they looked like maybe they were the team to beat in the NFC South, but it looks like the Saints, even without Drew Brees, um, with their plethora of quarterbacking options and, you know, Taysom Hill had a, a pretty good day the other day. Looks like the
0: Saints are the team to beat in the NFC South. Yeah, the Saints all of a sudden came together in all the right ways and especially on defense, and they're still obviously able to do quite a bit. And I wasn't sure, you know, with the new – quarterback situation and I uh, how that was going to go but they look good they look strong so that and then obviously what just watching Tom Brady last night you know he has he's Tom Brady ish you know but he's definitely not the Tom Brady we've seen in the past so well you know it's he's he's in it always but you know you you would think that he'd win a game like that so didn't fall his
1: way No, it did not. It definitely did not fall his way. Uh, And, you know, as we're getting farther into the season, this stuff is going to matter. And and I think, you know, we've brought it up before, and I think it's certainly worth bringing up again. This season, only one team gets that first round bye. And that's huge. It's just, it's it's huge. huge. Yeah. And and right now in the NFC, it would be the Saints. And in the AFC, it would, of course, be the Steelers. Uh, Let's go back to the Rams for a second. They are now first in the NFC West by I think maybe like half a game. It's mm-hmm. um, certainly not by a lot because they do have the same records as the Seahawks, but they've beaten the Seahawks. So actually I think it would, it would mean that they are up okay. by a full yeah. game. Um, so uh, these next few weeks are going to be, are going to be huge. And if you look at kind of who everybody is playing in the next several weeks, it also, you know, is going to be huge. So we got, it, it's just, if the, it's funny. Cause if the playoffs started today, The matchups look really interesting, but they don't start today. So I guess it doesn't really matter. So we'll focus on the task at hand. But still, I think it's just very kind of interesting to see what will happen. So Thursday, we have the Ravens and the Steelers. Steelers are still undefeated, which is amazing. You know I am of the opinion that you're better (laughs) off losing a game in the regular season because I just think, like, if you're going to lose one game, you don't want it to be in January or February. (laughs) So. Right. Just not in the playoffs. Just not in the playoffs. But they're playing the Ravens this week who are in the hunt, you know, very much in the hunt Mm -hmm. right now for a playoff spot. However, right now they've had five players and four staff members test positive for COVID. Two of those players are Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. So these are big big people to be losing. They're already coming off a short week with a tough loss to the Titans, which was a game they really wanted to win because both of those teams are in the hunt. So mm. now they're going against the undefeated Steelers. It's going to be tough on Sunday. <laughs> you yeah. know, they got a I – mean, I'm sorry, on Thursday. And I don't know. It, it's starting to look like their playoff chances are dwindling a little bit.
0: Yeah, they're definitely not as turnkey as I thought they were going to be. But they've, they've also had a lot of hits on defense injuries. But that's sort of part of the game. I mean, and especially the – The season of 2020 for sure Mm -hmm. of everybody has experienced some sort of loss so you kind of have to next man up but you know i really thought baltimore was going to be the team to beat the strength i mean both on the offensive game but also what they did on defense and all of their free agents that they were able to pick up so it's disappointing i'm sure for baltimore but it doesn't mean they're necessarily out, but they definitely have to turn things around quickly. They certainly do,
1: and it's going to be very tough on Thursday. Now, I am i know that we're talking as if they've already lost on Thursday, and of course they haven't. And <laughs> any given Thursday, anything can happen. Right. Um. And, and, you know, Pittsburgh is also coming off a short week. They, of course, don't have to travel, and they're coming off a win, and they don't All have right. the same – COVID situation, but it'll be kind of interesting to see how this develops because to have nine members of the organization currently have tested positive is a lot. Uh, and it is, yes, it's five players and four staff, but I we will see what happens if there are further positive tests today and tomorrow. Right. And we're recording this, you know, earlier on Tuesday. So things may change by the time this goes live, but, um, I don't know, it could be.
0: going to be interesting it just seems a little i think it's going to go forward because all the other teams that they made play you know and there were some that even had decent tests after so they were false positives and they still made them play without those players because that was the protocol so something about about this just tells me it's just going to be everybody's going to be rolling with the nfl because if they have any kind of I don't know. It's not early in the season like it was in the very you know beginning where they could had a little bit more leeway. That's
1: true. And it does feel that the NFL is just full steam ahead. <laughs> like <Yeah>. We are
0: <laughs> like, ball is pandemic,
1: schmandemic. We are doing this. <laughs> Let's go. And so they're just <laughs> moving on forward. So that will be a very uh, interesting game to watch. I mean, I have to kind of pick the Steelers who seem to be going on sil- all cylinders. I, you know, I think that without what we just talked about, this would have been a really great AFC North game. And it, you know, it may still be, um, you know, Lamar Jackson is still the Ravens quarterback, but it's going to be a lot tougher, I believe, for Baltimore. But, you know, like I said, any given Thursday. Uh, Another big game this weekend that I'm excited about, because many of you follow me on Twitter, I am a newfound Indianapolis Colts fan. They are going to be my (laughs) AFC team. Yes, they are. It's really kind of funny. I was actually looking at my tweets and I made myself laugh. And I got to be honest, as I say all the time, if you can't make yourself laugh, then, you know, what good is it? What's the point? point? If you can't make yourself laugh, you're surely not making anybody else laugh. Um, But I decided the other day, (laughs) watching DeForest Buckner and the Colts, that uh, they were going to be, they're going to be my AFC team for the year. Uh, And since I think they're really fighting for a playoff spot, and even though I know the 49ers are in the hunt, it's going to be a tough hunt. <laughs> it's
0: a very, very yeah. difficult hunt. Difficult hunt. But the whole- but Yeah, I don't. A lot of things would have to go right and a lot of things would have to go wrong for a lot a of lot the lot teams. other teams. A lot of other teams. I mean, and so. even the thing
1: that would have to go wrong is the 49ers beating them. Um, You know, but it, they would have to beat. I mean, at this point, they're four and six. They're going to have to beat the Rams, the Bills, the Seahawks, mm-hmm. the Cardinals. <laughs> they're playing the Washington football team. So, Chances are high there. But yeah. they're going to have to win some really tough games. And I don't – I just don't know that that's going to happen. But, you know, time will tell. Yeah. So the Colts, that being said, the Colts uh, right now are, are on Sunday are playing um, the Titans. So I feel like every week we're talking about the Titans, but it's because they're in the hunt. <laughs> so these teams
0: that yeah, are – Yeah, the Titans are a good football team. They and are. they've really, like, proven themselves against some really rough, you know, tough opponents. So, you know, I – I don't ever count them out and you know we'll see how that everything goes but they just play really well so they're a strong team. They really are and the Colts all of a sudden seem to be a little bit of like yeah. a second half team. Well, I yeah. Well they they started out a little rough mm-hmm. but I think with the new quarterback and Rivers but I've always been a little high on Rivers. You do love him. You know he didn't you have the to- i haven't been like but yeah he's i'm high on him and because i've just seen him play really really well and so i was a little disappointed last season you know obviously with the chargers but you know i think he definitely still has some some left in the tank and i think he wants to prove that so i would take him any day as my quarterback so i i think he was a good pickup and a good move for the colts
1: i mean i'd also i would kind of love to see him get a Super Bowl ring. So just to give you guys an idea of wherever, I know, I don't know what's happened to me with this, this, maybe it's the blue and white, you know, I think, (laughs) I think I just maybe gravitate towards it. Um, Yeah. I knew you'd love that. I just knew it. I knew it. Um, So the Colts are currently the fourth seed and the Titans are currently the fifth seed. So I just throwing that out for everybody. They have the same record and um, I don't know, this is going to be a fun one. I'm excited to kind of see what happens there. Like, Lots of good games with implications this weekend. I do want to talk about first, though, I want to talk about those Las Vegas Raiders who, who've who already, you know, they're the Chiefs only loss. They came very close the other night. They're yeah. currently the seventh seed. I I mean, I know, as I think as a 49er fan, 49ers fan, I'm not supposed to like the Raiders, but I've got to be honest with you, it doesn't, I don't have any strong feelings about it. Um, <laughs> And I'd kind of
0: like to see them make it. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no... I mean, in the past, I don't think I've liked the Raiders, but I just they've been irrelevant for so long. Right, <laughs> they don't even care anymore. Like, hey, you know, let's throw a playoffs at them, see what they do. And I and I do think that they had a lot of stuff go wrong. So it'd be nice to see them relevant again. I don't think I, I and I do like Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr as well, and he is having a really
1: fantastic season after struggling. Uh, For a couple of seasons there. So it's nice to see him do well. But of course, I don't want the Raiders to go at the expense of the Miami Dolphins. That is very important to me. Um, The the Miami Dolphins, (laughs) I think, are like the Cinderella story. But it's so the thing is with football, it's like they are and they aren't. I mean, I think in Brian Flores, as we've talked about, he was my who's hot last week, has done an incredible job with this team. But we sometimes forget, you know, what a rebuild looks like and that all of a sudden Mm -hmm. teams do start to improve and sometimes you have to be really bad to, to get really good. So, uh, they play the jets this week. So in theory, the dolphins should win. The jets are so good at being bad. It's unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, it's really an incredible, (laughs) it's like an incredible thing to dubious honor at best. Um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, they have, it's going to be a really cool, Rest of the season uh in the AFC. And then let's take a look over at the NFC. So we spoke of Tom Brady. They're playing the Chiefs this weekend. Uh the Chiefs are obviously rolling, and they would at the moment Mm -hmm. be the second seed uh in the playoffs. So they would not, you know, if things stay as they are, uh, they meaning that the Steelers continue to win. I mean, even if the Steelers win or lose one more one game and the Chiefs lose one more game, the Steelers would end up with the number one seed. So right now, it's crazy. It is. It's yeah. crazy. So they'd be number two and they would not have that buy. Um, but so they play Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this weekend. So that is why I'm bringing them up because the Bucks are currently sitting at seven and four. They are the current six seed in the playoffs. It's certainly not a done deal. It looks good for them, but it's not a done deal, mm. though. I have to say in the NFC, once you get past seven, things start to drop kind of significantly, which is different <laughs> different than the AFC. Um, but you know, can Tom Brady lead the Bucks in far into the playoffs? That is my question. Has he lost it a little? You know, it's some games are better than others. I think it's the interceptions and it's the he's last night specifically, he throws the ball and I'm like, I could see the guy. Like I I, I mean I see him. And and this is no knock on Tom Brady because the man is the goat, and you guys know I love Tom Brady, but I'm just wondering, like, has he has he lost it a little?
0: There's my question Yeah. you. I, I, well, <laughs> yes and no. I mean, I saw the one that he went to Evans, who was open, because they had Ramsey defending yes. him, and he saw that. And even though he was going to get the yards either way, you take a shot, you know? So I think even if it doesn't always go his way, I, I, I don't know. Like, that's just a really good – I think he's – I mean, we don't know the exact plays that are called. That's we true. don't know the routes that are running. We don't know if someone messed up and just got lucky. We just don't know. So I, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to be like, oh, well, I saw that and you should have seen that because we really don't know. <laughs> no, we don't. And
1: that is, I think, the important thing to always remember. And we talk about that, like, in terms of coaching situations as well when people say, well, why – did he call that play? Why didn't he call that play? And, and we forget, like, a you're dealing with a personnel situation, and also we don't know. We don't know who messed up a coverage, who messed up a route, as you said. So, yeah, that's a good point. There's we just know.
0: yeah, I mean, there's 22 moving variables, and so even if you think you know the call you made, that maybe that was the call, but we don't know what was happening on defense. We don't know if someone missed a block. We don't know, you know, all these things. So. I don't know. It's just one of those uh, situations. Obviously, everyone wants to have those interceptions back and it didn't look pretty. But, we, you know, I don't know. I'm still... I'm always going to lean that you know Tom Brady knows more about he is Tom, football. He is Tom. Like me. He def- well. There's no
1: doubt that Tom Brady knows more about football than both of us. And unless Tom Brady is <laughs> listening to this podcast, probably more than anybody who's listening to the podcast. No offense to our listeners. Um, I think that's a a very fair statement. But I, I when you were talking, it made me think. Remember that show MTV's Diary? You, I, you think you know, but you have no idea. And it kind of feels a little bit like that. With football, and I think that's something as a fan that we always have to remember. We don't know everything that went into it. And you're right. There are 22 moving parts, literally, on a football field. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you just don't know. It's a big game, I would say, for the Bucs, even though, obviously, uh, they're in different conferences. I think they do want to win this one. Uh, And so, and then we have Arizona, who's currently the seventh seed, uh, which is, and they're playing at New England this weekend, who, you know, also... Is interesting. <laughs> New England is like yeah. an enigma wrapped up in a something. Um, I'm not sure what that phrase is. I always forget the end of it, but I remember the <laughs> beginning of it. So if anybody wants to tweet it at me, let me know. Uh, but they, they have that. Yeah, moment. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, we have a Bears-Packers game this weekend. So obviously the Packers are pretty much rolling and things would have to go pretty badly, I think, for them to lose the NFC North. The Bears did not play this last week. They were on a bye, which I think Bears fans around the world were probably thankful for. But when we last saw them, it was Monday night football. Um, that Bears defense is just so good. They are so good. And it's just unfortunate. I think I tweeted that they should get to pick a team with a competent offense and then go play for it. <laughs> like they should get to be the entire Bears defense. <laughs> um, but they are now 5-5, five and five, a team that started 5-1, and one. And it's just, they're an interesting, they're just kind of an interesting team in that way. Cause you know, you have this team that a couple years ago were so exciting and this incredible defense, they lose on the missed field goal. And I still believe, and I know I keep saying this, and this could go back to what we were saying before on all the things we don't know, but it still feels like that team was so focused on that missed field goal and the field goal kicker that they never really addressed what got them to that situation. Um, and that's probably simplifying it. That being said, it felt like there was so much tunnel vision and nothing seems to have changed in the last couple seasons.
0: Yeah, I think they started out strong, but I do think that, you know, when you have matchups and they play them again, you know, you especially in your own division, mm-hmm. I just think that things get, um, th- they can be completely, you know, schemed around. So even though they may have a str- strength I think after if once people go back and look at the tape they can figure you out and it's no knock on the great for them that they you know were able to win those games but it doesn't mean you're gonna keep winning those games you know again so you know I I, and their defense is good but they definitely are lacking on offense and they they have a lot going on so and it's too bad that they can't get that going but I don't know I'm not sure I was I was super confident in their offense to begin with
1: well lucky us we get to watch them on national television again this weekend because they are the sunday night game um so everybody will be able to watch it and uh talk about it the monday night matchup will be battle of the birds with the seahawks playing the eagles uh the nfc east leading eagles with their solid record of three six and one and uh I mean, we talk about this all the time, but it's just so... I mean, it's almost funny that the 3-6-1 Philadelphia Eagles um, could potentially win their... They probably will win their division. Uh, so that is kind of an overview on what we have for the weekend. Um, the 49ers will be in Los Angeles. I am... I have to say I'm excited because I'm excited to see SoFi. Um, that's going to be cool because they're playing... The Niners playing in my hometown this weekend. Um, yeah. So that'll be cool. But that game you know, before the season looked like it was going to be a really exciting game. And interestingly enough, of course, the 49ers did beat the Rams a few weeks back and looked really good Mm -hmm. doing it. Uh, Things were a little different in terms of personnel, but San Francisco should be getting a lot of people back this week. But again, I don't know that it's going to do much to change the course of the season at this point. But uh, TBD, we could be having a different conversation next Tuesday. So... Time will tell, friends. Time will tell. Um, (laughs) So with that, let's continue talking about football. But let's move to our favorite small, fictitious Texas town, Dylan. Uh, Friday Night Lights. We are in episode five entitled Let's Get It On, which is funny. And then that song was in my head like the entire time I was watching the show. Um, So a lot goes on in this episode. And... You see a lot of, um, you kind of see a lot of, a lot of people influenced, for lack of a better term, um, by those around them for better, for worse, and on some, in some cases for better, in some cases not, uh, but, but a lot happens. So let's start in Mexico, where Lila okay. has come to meet Tim and Jason. Jason is going to have this controversial stem cell uh, surgery. So I think it's stem cell surgery I, or the shark blood. It's yeah. like this very not, yeah, it's like a, not yeah. a good idea. And as, as from last week, Tim has asked Lila to come because he's really concerned that if he actually has this procedure, like he's going to die. So we asked Lila mm-hmm. to come. He doesn't tell Jason. Um, Lila gets there and she's not there very long before she's like, I'm just going to leave. And Tim has like a moment with her where he says, like, you say you're a Christian and you say all these things. And like, you're just going to abandon him. And I'm, like, concerned mm-hmm. he's going to die. And it's interesting because Lila, it's a little on brand. And also, again, we as we talk about every week, these kids are young. They are kids. But she's making it very much about Lila. And mm-hmm. it's not about Lila. <laughs> you know? No. Uh, so she ends up saying Tim has a pretty solid – this is where Tim steps up. You know, sometimes Steph, he really steps up.
0: I know. I I, I, Hey, I liked him. I'm a defender. And I think that even him just leaving, leaving football, you know, and going with him to Mexico or whatever, it just shows that his heart is in the right place. I mean, that's tough. You know, he really cares. For Jason, that much, and he really does believe that it's not in his best interest, but he just doesn't know how to convince him. But he does want to be the friend, so I don't know. I just think he has a good heart, and I would take a Tim friend any day. I would too. I would also take a Tim friend any day.
1: I really, I like that. Totally take a Tim friend any day. Um, So they end up going on this booze cruise, and they. Stages, That's which hilarious. is hilarious. I mean, it's the most. It's like the best thing Tim Riggins can think of in order to have this important <laughs> conversation with Jason, which is intervention. The intervention, intervention. yes, the <laughs> intervention on the boost crew as well. Is yeah. Tim Riggins um, just really funny? But this is the uh, they have this conversation, and you know, both of them say like we are we're very concerned, and we don't want you to do this. And and Tim, you know, and Jason says like you don't know, you don't know what it's like. You can't begin to imagine what it's like. And Tim says to him. Jason, you're never going to walk again. You're just not. And it's a really hard moment because, you know, sometimes our friends will kind of humor us and entertain us and things and try to be supportive. And then sometimes there comes that moment of tough love and, you know, you need those moments from the people around you. And he says that to him and it really resonates with Jason. And Jason ends up just like jump or falling into the ocean. Um, and somehow he gets on dry land and I'm still a little bit confused as to how that happened. I've not watched that episode many times in my life, but I'm still sort of confused, but he does manage to swim to dry land and Tim and Lila find him and, um you know, he says he's decided not to have the surgery much to the relief of everybody involved. And then there's a moment at the end, which the scene always makes me really uncomfortable just because it's a really uncomfortable scene (laughs) where Lila's dancing with Jason and then she's dancing with Tim and then she's dancing with Jason and then she's dancing with Tim. And there's a moment when she and Tim are really close and she just looks at him and says, I have to go pray. And I think it's the beginning. We always know how Tim feels about Lila, but I think it kind of drives home the point that Lila does have feelings for Tim and she does care about him. She just doesn't think she should. And um, yeah, it feels wrong. It feels wrong. You know, because it's Tim Riggins, bless his heart, but it does, it it does feel wrong. And also because of everything with Jason, but then this is all happening right in front of Jason. Um, So it's just the scene. I mean, honestly, like as a viewer, it makes me very uncomfortable because I'm like, (laughs) this is the, this like trio has a lot of, baggage history and drama and you just kind of and I like feel for Jason in that moment yeah there's just a lot that goes on there um but that is where that is where we leave them before they head on back to Dylan so
0: yeah and they don't want to hurt Jason either either. I mean it's that it's like hard for everybody involved. I mean, obviously, Tim loves them both in different – you know what I mean? But – and same with Lila. And, and same with Jason. I mean, I think they – And same with Jason. You know, they all have that. It's just – and it's it's like a not fair situation, sure. you know? Um, but, you know, I, I liked that he took him out to the booze cruise and tried to get him in a place where he couldn't leave. Yep. But he ended up leaving anyway. He ended up leaving anyway. <laughs> and, and
1: that was the theory behind the booze cruise that he couldn't just – he could, I think that's, yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you. I think, I mean, it's never specifically said, but I think that that was something kind of that, you know, that totally makes sense. Um, now that you say that, um, then he <laughs> did leave anyway, but, but they found him and he got back to dry land. Uh, and that is kind of where we leave them. And it's interesting because these are three people who love each other. And even though Lila and Jason may not be in love anymore, they still love each other. Um, so it's a tough thing there's like a lot going on. Like there's so much with that scene. I think when I say also it makes you uncomfortable is because there's very little sa- – I think the only words spoken in the scene are I have to go pray when she says that. <laughs> and other than that, it's like all the unspoken things that are happening in that scene that are – and I think it should right. make you uncomfortable as a viewer. Like I think that that's kind of the point of it. You sh- yeah, it's a It's situation. a hard situation for sure. So back in Dylan, um, Matt Saracen is dealing with a few situations of his own. Uh, he and Smash are still really not getting along. And mm-hmm. to the point that Coach Taylor benches them for the game. And this is Coach Taylor's first came back. And he benches them because he's going to teach them a lesson. And so this is the difference between, let's say, a Coach Taylor and a Coach McGregor. Like, but Coach McGregor was never going to do that because it was all about winning. And I think Coach Taylor, yes, the winning is important, but he's also – as we've discussed before, teaching these guys how to be men and how to be adults Mm -hmm. and how to handle situations. Um, So he does bench them. Now, of course, ultimately, as is always the case on the field, (laughs) as we've seen in Friday Night Lights, (laughs) ultimately they figure it out and they get to come in the game. But Landry ends up being the hero of the game. Um, And it looks like the Panthers are going to lose. But no, no, they aren't going to, guys, because the game can't end on a defensive penalty. (laughs) They get one more shot and they win. Um, So Coach Taylor's return is victorious. But it is really funny with the show because I think that's true. It is always like, as as far as we've seen, you know, thus far, it's a Hollywood ending on the field because of so many difficult things off the field.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think, well, it was just, it was good. I, I, I don't know that I think it was a good storyline because, but Matt's also going through so much and poor, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But then you also understand smash because this is his way out. So it's like, there's, um, I don't know. I see both sides to this, you know, I, I get it. Oh, absolutely. I, I absolutely get it. And I think what
1: coach Taylor is trying to teach them is that you're going to be going through stuff your entire lives and you have to figure out how to deal with them and work with each other. Like you're both going through stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can't be constantly beating each other up at practice and after games. It's not going to make, and there, you know, there were times in earlier episodes of not getting along at work and they have to, you know, figure it, they have to figure it out. Meanwhile, Julie, um, now that it's all done with the Swede, um, is trying to get back in Matt's good graces. And so she invites him to a concert And he says he will go and Landry is kind of not approving of it because he's like, she totally broke up with you for someone else and now it didn't work out. And now she's back, um, which is not something that's unusual in high school. And by the way, also not unusual in life. So this kind of stuff happens way beyond (laughs) high school. (laughs) It goes on like forever. Um, so there's that. Um, but Matt does decide to go to the concert. And so there's a, there's a moment, which I think is really interesting, where he, uh, Tammy comes to the Alamo Freeze to pick up food. And Matt says to her, did Julie tell you that we're hanging out? Yeah. And she says, yes, yes, she did. You know, she did tell me. And He says to her, you don't think I'm a chump, do you? <laughs> to Julie's mother. <laughs> She's like, what? And that whole, and she's in a very awkward position. And he says, well, Landry says, I'm a chump. And then Tammy says, I think a very politically correct way to do that. She said, I think it only matters what you think, but I do think trust is the most important part of a relationship. And at the end of the show, Matt says to Julie, after they've won the big game and everyone's celebrating and we'll get to that because that's a hard scene for a few people on this episode. Um, but you know, he says to Julie, I can't go with you. And he essentially says like, I'm not going to be your backup (laughs) and I'm not going to be second choice. And you can't treat me like that. And you broke up with me for someone else. And then he's not interested in you anymore. So now you're back. And it's an important life lesson for Julie. And it's going to, it's going to affect her for a while in the season, but I think it is, it's an important life lesson for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I don't know, it's always kind of the grass is always greener, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of situation with her and she's kind of learning that, but it's um, you can't play with someone's heart like that. And so I, I don't know, I kind of feel like Matt is learning who he is too and seeing that, you know, he deserves the best too. Mm-hmm. It's not just about her, even though he was so excited, you know, he was the nerd and, you know, yeah. and, he, and, and he came to that, you know, but he still is like, Hey, you know, I'm worth it. And I just think that that's awesome. And a
1: hundred percent. And, you know, he says something to coach Taylor, uh, in the episode, um, where they're kind of talking about this issue. And he says "Tim, that's what you did with us to TMU. And that's what your daughter did I know, with this other yeah. guy. And we're going to see in some future episodes as well that, you know, that's a big issue for Matt. And for Matt, everyone in his life from his perspective has chose chosen something over him. His father chose Iraq. His mom's gone. Coach Taylor chose TMU. Julie chose the Swede. And this to him is a pattern that – or it feels like mm-hmm. a pattern in his life. Um, and it's, you know, it's really hard. That's really hard for a kid. To deal with. And none of it was about him and all of it's out of his yeah. control, but it's still very difficult. Um, but, you know, he says something to Julie a few episodes ago when she breaks up with him and says, you know, you didn't do anything. And I thought this was show like some real strength of character, especially for someone his age. He says, I know I didn't do anything. I know this has nothing to do with me.
0: (laughs) I've, like, borrowed that since, like, at work and stuff. I love that. If somebody says, I'm like, I know, I know. I'm like, I pull a Matt Saracen because I'm like, oh, I know it's not me. Yeah, Yeah, Oh, yeah,
1: I know. (laughs) But that takes a long time. Like, I think it takes a really Uh long time to get to. I mean, that took me a really long time to get to. I agree. You know, really. I love that. I was like, that's
0: like the best thing ever. And so I think
1: (laughs) for him, it's like he knows that, but it's really difficult um, as it, but I think it does also show strength of character that he
0: says to Julie, like, no, I'm not doing this right now. So. And it's, even though like, you know it's not you, but it happens to you. You're still going to feel it. Absolutely. You know, and so that's a, it, it's like, yeah, this isn't my fault. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like he chose his parents or what happened or, mm-hmm. you know, any of that. It wasn't that he chose his grandmother that would have dementia. He didn't choose to be, you know, to be in this situation. But it does. It still hurts. Of course, it still hurts. So it's like... I get like it and I like that he's feeling that like I think it's good that he's feeling it and he's able so he's maturing very fast for so but I like that he's able to like discern that. yes I think I think so too and like I said like that's something that as an
1: adult it took a very long time and I think we all still struggle with that you know all of all of the time um so then we have Tyra and Landry. So this storyline mm. that we have been obviously following for a while is starting to come <laughs> to a head. So um, last episode, we know Matt's – I'm not, not Matt, sorry. Landry's father saw Tyra and her mom at the station, you know, identifying the body as as the man who did try to rape her. And in this episode, he walks by to the two detectives talking about Tyra. And this part is just the part that makes you so – Oh, just kind of makes you annoyed. But they're talking about Tyra and they're pulling up essentially her file and Mm -hmm. Landry's dad comes in and says, like, is she a suspect? And they're saying not nice things about her. They're like, oh, we have a real upstanding citizen, public drunkenness. Oh, her her sister's a stripper. Like, you know, the kind of stuff that you're like, this is gross and so ridiculous and, and doesn't mean anything for what they're talking about. But he says to them, is she a suspect? And they say, well, we definitely think she'd be a person of interest and mm-hmm. his dad you know slowly but surely is like kind of starting to put some stuff together
0: wonder, yeah. and
1: Tyra and Landry have a conversation in the beginning where she tells them everything tells them everything that happened at the police station and you know Landry points out again that you know if they find out he's the one who did commit the murder she did not she would be an accessory but she's not the one that committed the murder and Landry's of course, no matter how bad the person is, he took another person's life. And so it's obviously a hard thing to reconcile. And this guy was like scum of the earth, as we saw. He was like wanted for rapes and rape in multiple states. And he was a terrible person. But to, I think to take someone's life is very difficult. And Landry is yeah. really struggling with that and struggling with it like it will be on him should he be found mm-hmm. out. So when I talked about influence uh, at the beginning of this episode, I think we see um, – we see Lila and Tim, Tim especially, having influence over Jason in a really positive way in this situation. We see uh, Tammy, I feel like, has influence on Matt in the decision he makes with Julie, whether she meant to or not. Uh, she says something. She she handled that really well because that's a really tough one. She says to him, this is an awkward position for me, but I think what she said did have influence on the decision that he made. And then... Landry's father confronts Tyra and says, "I want you to stay away from my son. I don't know what's going on with you. Um, He's—I think he thinks she's a suspect, or at least a person of interest uh, in this murder. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite occurred to him yet that it could be Landry. Right. But he realizes that Landry maybe there's, there's a, a connection. connection there. And she's—and he says to her, like, you know, I—I I, this doesn't make sense to me, and I want you to stay away from my son. And he's—he's he's very harsh with her." and it's very hurtful to her, but so at the end of the episode, after Landry has had like one of the best nights of his life, he's the hero of the game, and he's the reason they won, and you know, that's not something that he's used to. And he kind of barely made the team. And it was really kind of amazing. I mean, when he, (laughs) I do think it was great when he's going to go into the game, he says to Matt, I'm going in. And he was like, to the game now? Why? What happened? Like Matt goes, the game's not over. What do you mean you're going in? So it was really, you know, it was really funny, but he ends up being the hero. And everyone cheers him at the the diner where they all hang out. Um, And Tyra takes him outside and says, you know, this is done. We're over. We should have never started. And let's be honest, if it wasn't for what happened, we'd never be in, together. Like, look in the mirror. I think you can – and mm-hmm. I thought that was so cruel. And, I mean, obviously, it's so, it's so bad. bad. And, like, I mean, I know she wanted to hurt him as much as possible to really end it, but that was just so mean. Um, and, yeah. I mean, it was just – it was awful. And so she breaks it off with him, and then we see her leave crying because that she didn't want to do that. So – with the influence thing, obviously Landry's father has, um, a big influence on Tyra in that moment. And it's really, it's just heartbreaking. And it's also heartbreaking because, you know, for Landry telling Matt, he's a chump, he's let Tyra walk all over him multiple times. And he always goes Mm -hmm. back, but this of course is a very different situation. And we as the audience know why she's doing it, but he doesn't. Um. So it's yeah, really poor I know it was Poor Landry. Poor Landry, and he's so <laughs> nice. Um, I know. It really is,
0: but she's hurting. She too. is like, she's totally, and she's doing what she thinks is best. Right. And she, I think it hurt her too oh, to yeah. be confronted with that situation. I think it's almost, to me, it's harder to hurt somebody else yeah. than it would, like I would take it in a second, you know? And I feel bad for the dad too, because like, I get that part. Like as a parent, you think your kids are perfect. Right. You can't, I mean, not that you think they're perfect, but you just don't think they could do something that bad. right? And so when something does it's shocking, you know. Like you're like, what? Yeah. Because you know, it's it's just you you don't think of them like that. So, it's it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. So he does, He's he's not able to see the possibility that Landry could have done something wrong. No, it had to be all. It had her. to be all So and she's dragging him into uh-huh, it. Uh huh. And I think that it's just it's just a hard situation.
1: Uh, but this will all. This will all kind of come to even more of a head in the next uh, couple of episodes. So stay tuned for that. And then our comic relief of this episode, because there's always like a little bit of comic relief, I feel like, in front of lights. So our comic relief of this episode is when the episode begins, our good friend Eric Taylor has set the mood. As you know, he's been back and forth to Austin and Tammy just had a baby and the implication is that maybe they haven't had as much alone time as he would have liked recently. So he's got the baby down, he's got candles, he's got music. And he asked her if, which is like, the whole thing is so funny. He's like, have you gotten the green light from the doctor? And she's, he's like, I remember when Julie was born, you got a green light. And she's like, I think that's hilarious that that's like the one thing you remember, um, from this entire experience. Um, But she says to him the best gift he could give her is a good night's sleep. So she sends him into the living room with a pillow and a blanket and (laughs) says, good night. Thank you very much. And I was thinking about, like, poor Tammy is exhausted. Like, just exhausted. She's been through a lot. (laughs) Aside from, like, all the obvious. Like, they've been through so much as a family. Right. So then (laughs) there's a scene between Mac and Coach Taylor, which is also Hilarious. hilarious when um mac tells him he looks tired and so he talks about how when he and his wife got <laughs> back in the saddle and eric is like please don't ever don't. talk to me about this ever again and then he said what she needs is a girl's night out and he's like please leave my office <laughs> it's like okay but just so you know she needs a girl's night out and then she should be good and also bring flowers my wife likes the, the tulips, tulips. <laughs> i like how call calls them the tulips <laughs> the tulips (laughs) so again eric is like get out of my office um but he sends he he puts together a little he sends her to book club and she comes home from book club and she's definitely had some wine like a lot and um (laughs) she's and he is like he thinks things are gonna go his way and she's like do you think you know what's so funny is every woman at the book club had a six-week story (laughs) About their husband. But I was thinking about it, I was like, has it only been six weeks? My God, don't you feel like this has been going on forever? Like I can't believe yeah. Gracie's only six weeks. That felt off to me. Yeah. But um, but that's just you know, that's just me. <laughs> <Good point. laughs> like, I didn't think uh, about oh it. My God, Gracie's <laughs> only six weeks. Um maybe it's been 6 weeks since she got the green light. I don't know. I was a little confused on the timeline on that one. Like just usually you have to wait 6 weeks. Right. So then um, that would have meant after a baby. Meant Gracie was 6 weeks. So I was just so slightly confused on the timeline situation right. there, but we're going to let it go cuz we know I love the show. Um but then finally okay. at the end of the episode, they win the game and Eric gets his wish. <laughs> 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 Hence the name of the episode, Let's Get It On.
0: <laughs> yes. So, yeah.
1: That is the name of the episode. Uh, so it was a good one. I mean, it's definitely it's – it's a good episode. A lot happens. And you, next week will be episode six, and there are only, I think, 15 in this season. So we're, like, moving right along in season two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. It was one of my faves. Was it? Was it the tulips? Yeah. Was well, the tulips be- that got you? I think it was <laughs> – <laughs> just that it was funny. I related to a lot of that stuff and then it just it's just funny. Like it's normal life mm-hmm. that makes it funny to me. So and I and I you know I'm I don't know, I'm get, maybe I'm just getting into all the characters and seeing that they're just normal and we all have the same emotions. So mm-hmm. I think it was funny. Well, and I thought it was I funny. think
1: it's why the show holds up so well. Like there are shows I've yeah. been watching that I've rewatched in quarantine, um, Sex and the City, The West Wing, Friday Night Lights, the three big ones that I can think – well, those are probably the three that I've like rewatched. And all of them are pretty old, um, with the, with uh, Friday Night Lights probably being the most recent in terms of when it started to when it ended. Um, and it's still, you know, mm-hmm. definitely like a decade old, I think. it's maybe ended 2010, 2011. But all three shows really hold up. And I think all three yeah. shows hold up because they're about human relationships and about life. And so the fact that they don't have iPhones and that they don't have Instagram and all of this stuff doesn't <laughs> feel – you know, you don't miss that. It's not this yeah. idea of, oh, it's so, it feels so weird. Like even on Sex in the City, they go to a payphone sometimes.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> later – in later seasons, they start to have like cell phones, but they're going to a payphone because that show I think premiered in 1999 and even that really? doesn't feel weird because it works in the context of the show and the show's about human relationships. And so it, they yeah. really do, they really do hold up. So um, yeah, it's good, some good stuff. Shall we do a pre-Thanksgiving <laughs> fangirl says who's not, who's hot, who's not? Sure, let's do All it. All right, so here we go. Fangirl says who's hot, who's not? Steph, would you like to go first this week?
0: Yeah, almost. Um, well, Somebody who's not hot is um, Clay's tendons. Clay <laughs> oh Thompson's gosh, tendons. I my
1: heart broke for you and all Warriors fans.
0: Oh man, that like that broke my heart because I just know how like grueling it is, and he went a whole year to get his knee right and to have the Achilles go out is just. Just devastating, and just a second year for due to injuries, just tough. So that was like, that's fair. Oh, I wish I could help him. Um, my who's hot? You know, I'm. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. They're just, just, they're just rolling. And I'm, I'm, I knew that they would be pretty good, but I didn't think they'd be this good. So I think that they're winning, um, any way that's possible, and I. I just think everybody on that team is just pulling through for them.
1: All right. All right. I like it. Uh, My Who's Hot are going to be the Los Angeles Lakers because they are having an excellent (laughs) free agency period and doing all kinds of good things. So I'm giving it to The Lake Show. And then my Who's Not Hot is going to go to, well – I have two, and there are Harbaugh's involved in both. So I'm going to give you the Michigan Wolverines. I, yes, yes, you're going to say, yeah. but Tracy, they won. They beat Rutgers in overtime, and I'm going to say, yes, they did. They beat Rutgers in overtime is what would be my response to that. Um, and they just – they don't look good, but it was a big win, so I'll give them that. But, however, things are not looking good, and Jim Harbaugh's not looking so hot as the head coach. And then John Harbaugh – you know, got into a bit of a, a kerfuffle <laughs> before the game <laughs> with, you know, the Titans the other day, and then didn't shake Mike Vrabel's hand. And I would say the two coaches, there's no love loss there, but I yeah. do think John Harbaugh should not be getting in kerfuffles with players before the game. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and I agree. say that. So that is my not hot and with that, Steph, let's wish everybody a very, very happy Thanksgiving, Steph. I am thankful for you and your friendship Aww. and that we've been doing this podcast for so long and I look forward to it every week, so I am very thankful for that.
0: I am too. I I love my I love this. <laughs> so, it's always my Tuesdays and I love it and it's I'm very, very thankful for this and Among other things. Yes, among among (laughs) other things. And so everybody have a
1: safe and wonderful holiday. We will talk to you next week. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a five-star review. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, all. Bye.
0: Sports Opinions with a Side of Satire. We're the
1: First and Tens, a weekly show delivering the spiciest opinions on football, life, and especially each other. And
0: we can do that because we've been best friends for so long.
1: I'm Amy. And I'm Jasmine. First and Tens will bring you sports from the female perspective while also injecting pop culture, fashion, and music into our daring dialogue.
0: We're saucy, edgy, and most of all, we, we think, think we're, we're funny AF. AF. First and Tens, light on stats, heavy on sass. Follow us at firstintenspodcast.com.